0: Organissima New York, your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care, featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more, bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA.
1: It is great to be with you guys. I'm John C. Morley, and I am joined together with my wonderful co-host,
0: Hurricane Age.
1: And together, of course, you guys know it by now, but we're gonna tell you. We make up anyway, double impact.
0: Double impact. That's it. That's it. We, we we skipped a week, I think, right? Did we?
1: We skipped a yeah. week, yes. We skipped a week. We this is our first episode. Well, it's still our first episode of February uh, because there was no, the 30th was uh, January. So we didn't skip our first episode of January, at least.
0: <laughs> no, that was good. It was like the New Year uh, resolution in the house. So we did that.
1: Yes, we did.
0: There was a little well, uh,
1: delay I have a question again. And our yeah, viewers. go for it. How many of you guys out there ever use an appliance in your kitchen? to warm up food, or possibly even boil water. Anybody do that? Do you know what appliance I'm talking about? Well, this appliance actually started, it was invented in 1941. Anybody know what appliance I'm talking about? No? No guess? Who invented oh, I think I know, but I'm not in say. 1941? What's that?
0: I think I know, but I'm not going to (laughs) say.
1: Okay. Well, it was Perry. Good old Perry. Perry Spencer. Perry Spencer uh, worked for Raytheon. And Raytheon um, basically did all kinds of defense work. And his job was to manufacture magnetrons. Basically, they are these uh, devices that uh, send out uh, magnetic waves. Uh, You might call them radiating waves. Uh, But what a lot of people, you know, when they hear about this, you hopefully know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about our microwave. Yes, the microwave. Many people make the microwave today. But do you know how the microwave started it wasn't like hey jim you know uh we need something else to cook food you gotta make that uh you gotta make that thing you know that puts puts rays through food that's not how it worked um (laughs) i asked a question on my blog and the question was this what was the most significant thing that caused the development of the microwave as we know it today. A. Water. B. Egg. C. Candy bar. D. Popcorn. Or E. French fries.
0: Hmm. Ding, ding, ding. ding. <laughs> Jeopardy. <laughs> All right, let's see. What would you
1: What would you guess? Any of our listeners out there watching, what What, what would you guess? What What is the one that caused us uh, to get the microdev? What which, What do you think caused they, they,
0: that? They could put it on the chat right now. Um, we we'll give We're them good. a second. Yeah, yeah.
1: Is anybody answering us?
0: <speaks> I'm not doing the copyright
1: stuff. <sighs> <speaking> that da, 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 da. <laughs> da. that <laughs> nobody all
0: right I, I give it a guess popcorn give it a guess
1: <laughs> get, 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 get get give it a give it a guess
0: give it a guess i said popcorn i don't know <laughs>
1: um I will tell you that uh, it wasn't popcorn, even though popcorn (laughs) is something that uh, we all know very well.
0: Well, I mean, again, popcorn popcorn came after. uh, uh,
1: (laughs) It is actually used in our microwave. But do you know what the first thing was? It was Percy, the inventor of the microwave. Okay. Um, Percy LeBron Spencer. He was coming to work one morning, like any other morning, but for some reason he had a candy bar in his pocket.
0: Oh, that I wouldn't have to guess that one. <laughs> What's
1: that? That's like
0: the last thing I'm on. And when
1: and, and he, uh, And 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 what I will say to you is that when the magnetron was in the field close to his pocket, you know what happened? It melted. The candy bar melted. So that's kind of interesting, isn't it, H uh, HH?
0: It is, uh, I mean, not a good thing to have, you know, candy bar melting in your pants I mean, or, or your coat. That's not a cool thing. You got a mess. So,
1: <laughs> so what is that all about? Yeah. When the candy bar melted, it caused some brain cells to light up in his head and some curiosity to be aroused. And he decided that he should put other things in front of that beam. He decided to put other food, one of them being an egg. You know what happened with the egg? Got cooked. <laughs> it vibrated quite a oh, bit. Oh, really? And it shimmered and then it exploded. Uh-huh.
0: So now he knows there's something cooking in
1: the air. <laughs> he then decided to take popcorn. And it popped, and so he realized that there could be a market for this, which is why he filed for a patent. And in his career, he actually filed and successfully completed 150 patents. That's a lot, a lot of work. It's a lot. But remember, he was the guy that designed these things for. Uh, cop cars because we find magnetrons you know where we find them we find them in radar detectors so take a uh, candy bar and put it next to your radar gun it's probably going to melt
0: hey something to try i
1: guess <laughs> <laughs> or if you don't have a microwave handy well just aim your uh, your uh, radar detection system at it and it might cook your food
0: well, I mean, I, we we got to talk deep about that because, uh, you know, we'll talk about EMFs and all that. And that would be an interesting discussion as well.
1: Oh, I know. Yep. Um, but the first thing I want to tell you is that it's not as dangerous as you think. And I'll tell you why a little later. So he decided that there's probably a market for this HH. You know what he did? He said, I wonder if there was some way I could contain that, that ray, that beam. So he built a metal box he mounted the magnetron so that it would stay inside and point in the box and it would just kind of bounce off all the walls and uh when he did that this is the thing that you're going to be really i don't say impressed but we all know how small the microwave is today right well do you know how small the microwave was back then
0: uh, it's probably a big thing, not a small thing
1: Well, it was about as big as you, Even a little bigger than your dishwasher
0: Yeah, figured. I figured mean, uh,
1: <laughs> And it was about
0: $5,000 Ouch $5,000 then, then. It's the equivalent 1500 <laughs> I mean
1: 15000 <laughs> $5,000 then But you know why people didn't like the microwave?
0: They didn't like it, you said
1: they didn't like it.
0: A lot of people don't like it today. <laughs> but um, I guess it changed it besides the cost. I mean, just.
1: Well, good there was another reason. Fashion cooking. It didn't get adopted right away. That was because the microwave had to be water cooled.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: so it had to be hooked overheated. up to a constant water supply line. Because that magnetron would cook itself.
0: So now we have water and cooling and electricity, cost money, not good.
1: Yeah. The first microwave that came out, do you know what the first microwave that came out was called?
0: Popper? <laughs> I don't it, wasn't,
1: know. it wasn't called a microwave.
0: Do you I even in the chat
1: want to guess? what the first microwave was called?
0: Let me let me ask Google.
1: <laughs> well that's kind of <laughs> hey, that's hey, kind of cheating. Uh, <laughs> hey Siri. <laughs> uh, the first microwave was actually called like radical. It was called a rad range.
0: Okay, All right? Rad range. Range. I get rad it. Rad range,
1: 1151. And um the the uh the patents actually got was around 1945 but 1941 was when it started a boston restaurant uh saw the first commercial microwave in 1947 it was the rad range 1161. five and a half feet high you know how much this sucker weighed ton 750 pounds Short of a ton, <laughs>
0: 250 kilos, right? Is that, is that what it is? Did I do the math right?
1: 750 pounds, yep. So... Well, half of that, sorry.
0: <laughs> just just mumbled. But
1: then in 1955, we all know Tappan, right? An appliance manufacturer. They released the first microwave oven for non-commercial use. But to its monmouth size, people needed to have enough room for it as they did for their stoves. That's how big the darn thing was. And then it cost about $12.95 per oven. Not too bad. Raytheon then purchased Amana refrigeration in 1965. And two years later, the Amana range was announced for home because it now could now fit easily on the kitchen countertop. And guess how much it cost then, HH?
0: $500.
1: you are right. Damn. Hey! Yeah, yeah. It did save Oops. people a lot of time. <laughs> However, it was only found in about four percent of people's homes. Mm.
0: <laughs> you know that that's 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 an interesting thing. I mean, you're talking about a historic moment and and a creation or an invention, and and the cycle and the time frame it took from inception to actually becoming a household item, and there's a lot of items that actually went almost to the same process i mean i'm I, you and i we talk disney all the time and uh, the the wheel of progress if you if you've been in magic kingdom is pretty intensive you know where it shows they, you, they like, keep
1: the, updating it
0: yeah yeah but it's yeah, well, obviously we're we're getting on the tech so fast but it shows you like you know the early the the turn of the century and the 1900s and then and then the future uh, ultimately but but it's it's impressive when you see like how that looked you know where refrigeration the cooking and all the stuff the the fridges and then and, and all the tech and uh, it, it's 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 one way to look at it and then you also look at when we grew up with animation and, and cartoons and stuff and you look at the Jetsons whatever those things and and the future you know cartoons or even the movies Star Trek Star Star Wars back in the 70s and you see things that you know at the time were just sci-fi pure sci-fi today they're real i mean you and I are right now kind of talking from different parts of uh, the state and I've had different conversations. We have meta, we have different things happening. It's amazing how the technology takes time, but eventually there is a progress to it. And then people start adopting and, but it's not always easy to adapt in the first place. One is the cost. Two is just that people don't get hit to it. Um, what that's, I mean,
1: that's a very big, that's a very big point. Yep.
0: Wait, well, you know, let's talk, let's talk about it.
1: (laughs) So yeah, let's talk about the microwave. So now that you know a little bit about the history, not a lot, but you know a little bit about the history, how the heck did that microwave get to where it was to where it is today?
0: You can go for 20 bucks. I'm
1: sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So microwave ovens hit the market and people got, And even today, it has a little bit of a bad reputation, doesn't it? Because we hear the word microwave radiation. Oh, my gosh. That just makes you feel so good, doesn't it?
0: Yep, scary. A lot of people are skeptical. Right. Well, let
1: me tell you why you don't need to be too scared. First thing is the WHO, World Health Organization. Yes, they're actually a thing. (laughs) And they state, and I quote, microwave ovens are safe as long as they're used properly and maintained in good condition so true exposure to massive amounts of radiation is dangerous microwave ovens are engineered to contain the radiation in that solid metal box so that's pretty good but now if you want to know about facts because that's how health and safety is about facts mm-hmm. the who has set a safe standard limit and I quote the emission limit of 50 watts per square meter at any point of five centimeters or 1.96 inches from the external surface of the oven is all that may be also any person that is 50 centimeters or 19.68 inches will receive one one hundredth of the microwave exposure as opposed to someone that's five centimeters or 1.96 inches away so now we got that out of the out of the out of the can you're probably gonna be relieved to know that the most significant health concern is not what you think. It's the fact that the microwaves cook the food unevenly and it can cause burns to foods, liquids. It even cause tiny bits of food to just be gentle-pelted in the microwave and go mini explosions. Mm-hmm. It can happen with eggs, their shells, soups, cooking unevenly. So that you go to taste one part and like, oh, that was cold and oh, that's burning, what happened?
0: That's why it kind of rotates, gets a nice little (laughs) motion there. Now,
1: even though microwave uh, microwave uses radiation, it is what we call non-ionizing. So in English, I'm not going to bore you with all the details, it's a lower type with enough energy to transform atoms around in a molecule, but not enough to discard the electrons. So it's not dangerous. People debated this, and they want to know, is it less or more nutritious? People at the Who say these concerns are based on misconceptions, and there is little to no difference in the nutritional value of foods cooked in a microwave oven versus a conventional oven. Nor does cooking food in a microwave oven make the food radioactive. So now we just dispel all those myths that people were afraid to use a microwave oven. Today's microwave ovens uh, can be found for, you know, $20, $30. But if you want a decent microwave, you're going to spend anywhere from $70 with standard features. All the way up to my favorite baby, the Viking 30, Ooh. overrange oven with built-in convection oven, to and a price tag just at twenty two forty nine plus tax. Yeah, <laughs> and one of my favorite features about the Viking 30 is the child safety lock. Someone can easily disable the whole oven's operation by simply holding the enter button for three seconds, and the whole keypad gets locked out. <laughs> Just hold that button again for three seconds and bam, the microwave is operational again.
0: So, John, uh you've 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 talked about radiation, you've talked about some of the how safe it is. But let's talk about, you know, what are the things that the myths that you know some people have. I mean, well, there are some some I would say from nutrition, you, you talked about it, that it's it's not any different from the regular the regular cooking or convention cooking, but the point that, that I think people are more debating about is the type of food that are like microwave ready. I think that's where the problem is. Like these are, so, things that are frozen. Yeah. Ready. So I think that's yeah.
1: coming from a couple of things. First of all, a container is the big problem. You yep. can microwave anything. Okay. Just don't dare do it with metal.
0: Yeah. It will just pop with right
1: plastic. plastic. Yep. So that's really the problem. Any food can be excited. Right. <laughs> and that's what you're doing. And so, um, if the food's not microwave ready or microwave safe, then you got to take it out of that container. It's usually what it means. All food can be microwaved. Uh, although don't microwave an egg like without breaking it or you're going to have a mess in your microwave oven. Uh, soups, make sure you put a lid on it. Make sure you cover that with a saran wrap. Do not use aluminum foil. If you use metal, <laughs> since it is raised, you'll start to see a lot of arcing. And early fireworks in your microwave. And if you leave that going on too long, might pop a breaker.
0: Well, it ignites actually. I've seen it, you know, where it actually really you have an actual flame in there.
1: And then it goes out eventually.
0: Yeah, once you turn it off. Yeah. Well, so so that then that, that goes to the other concept with where we're we're talking microwave, but we're talking about a health topic anyways here. But uh, <laughs> tech and health, right? But but you know. People don't realize that eating bananas, you get in a good radiation you, through potassium, you know, and there's a level there of radiation. You, you're exposed to the sun and to daily activities. You are, you know, exposed to radiation. You had, I mentioned EMFs. I mean, I actually bought an EMF detector and I went around the house. And I oh, have very a, nice. Well, I have a few TikToks about that. And you'll be surprised, you know, how that thing reacts when you get to outlets, to phones, to microwave, to fridges. I mean, to even the alarm system, it was just like going crazy, going bananas. That thing was like, and that's that's like the stuff that we use around but us. that's also day.
1: hyperactive too. You have to realize that there's a level, right? Sure. And so that's why people, when they say using a microwave, it's safe to be by it, but you still should walk away if you can. A lot of people put their food in and they stay waiting the door. You, you shouldn't do that. I mean, there is a safe limit, but it's better to put the food. On. I mean, I'd like to see that you set the microwave and what it should have on it is a delayed start so you can get away from it in time. But people don't think like that.
0: Uh, listen, I mean, you're an arm's length, like, boom, and you go. I mean, you should be fine.
1: <laughs> you should be fine. And we talked about how much, you know, area is there. So I think people have just worried about it. When you think about how the old rad ranges work, they were this huge things and you turn this thing on in this huge, it was. it was like an x-ray machine. And literally, you're putting your food in, and that's why they say it was getting nuked, because it was like something from the outer space. I mean, this thing looked like something you'd see in a medical office or a hospital. And you were using it in your kitchen to cook food. The first microwave was like as tall as your fridge.
0: You better have a lot of food to cook in there.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> you only have a little compartment smaller than what we have now.
0: All, that's how all... big
1: the magnetron was. Damn. So he was very smart, this gentleman. And I was telling you who came up with the microwave theory and how he came up with, with, uh, you know, because he'd been making magnetrons his whole life. It was like this was not part of his research. And then suddenly this, everything changed. Everything changed overnight and he was not ready for this, you know, this change he went from producing X to producing so many thousands of, of magnetrons in one day.
0: Good for business. <laughs> What's that? Good production, man. It's, it's all good. There's demand. There's uh, more money to be made. So we can talk business now, <laughs> you know, it's uh but it's, it's amazing though. I mean, this is not, you know, we're, you know, I'm just having a little fun, but, but when you think about the, the level of perception that a person has. Sometimes, you know, many of us are out there every day, and do we actually kind of observe everything around us? Maybe you've seen something that probably like be like, "Whoa, what is that?" But we just kind of pass right by it. We don't pay no mind to it. But I have been over the history. There's been a lot of you know inventions or or ideas that came up from pure uh, surprise stuff that happens in front of you, and and you just like, "Oh." There's something here, and you work on it, and you make it happen. I mean, we are surrounded with technology. I mean, right now, I'm I'm looking at my studio here. I got all kind of tech around me. All this stuff didn't exist 100 years ago or 50 years ago, for that matter. As a matter of fact, I don't think 40 years ago some of the stuff I have here <laughs> existed. But um, it's, it's amazing when you think about that and the technology in our lives. And uh, we can't even live without it now. I mean, think about it. We get a storm. Uh, you remember, Sandy? Right, mm-hmm. you know,
1: uh,
0: a lot of things happened. You know, when the power went out, the, that that was that was almost impossible. People didn't have access to electricity. You had to wait for gas, um, yeah. and and some people that are so re- so so attached to technology and and appliances and all this stuff, it, they found it very difficult. I mean, even cooling you know, or the fridge, whatever. I mean, it was it was a tough thing. If you didn't have a generator, you got a problem. Uh So, I mean, we are relying on. Tech and devices on our daily lives, and it has become almost a necessity, and not even something that we a luxury that we can just use whenever we want. We live by these things, uh and unfortunately, uh, we need to somehow think about the alternative. Sometimes, can you live without it? That's a question for everybody. Uh, do you have a plan, for example, a contingency if there is a you know some sort of a uh, problem? There is a I mean, outages happen all the time. I mean, in the summertime, you get, you know, sto- storms, you get tornadoes, you get this in some parts of the nation. You, 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 all kinds of stuff happens. Even in the winter, you get a, an ice storm and then your electricity is gone, sometimes for days, for weeks. Um, how do you deal with that technology? That's something you should prepare for. And there's a lot of... Uh, I guess, sites and uh, even government sites as well as personal sites that, you know, you can reach out and, and find out how to do these things, survival kind of concepts. Uh, again, I, we're, we're not veering off the discussion here, but it's just a matter of discussion, uh, discussing the concept in its own. We are relying on tech, but can we live without the tech? Good question.
1: What I think, think it comes down to convenience, right? And then tech also comes down to security too, doesn't it? Very much convenience, security, Uh, those are two big things. And uh, when we start to realize that, you know, we can suddenly, uh, and I'm a perfect example of this, you know, many years ago, I would have my tea at night and I would boil that pot and wait for it to boil. Hear the little steeple Mm -hmm. whistling. (laughs) I don't do that anymore. I go, walk over the kitchen sink, I get my cup, I get my tea bag. I put the cup and under the insta hot, I hold the button for maybe five, six seconds. I take it away, I let it steep for a few minutes and I pour my milk in. I like it. So but with technology, you have to understand that there are trade-offs, right? So we have to realize, you know, are we like, for example, I won't have uh, these Google Voices, and I have Siri, but I won't have like Google Voices. The reason is I don't believe that um, they're really doing the best to protect us. So when I go to a lot of clients' homes and stuff, and I'm like, oh, you have Google, can like, I set that up for them? Google or these Voices? I'm like, Shh. I mean, it's nice you to hey, Google, play this, but you know, it's nice, but. And I have her, the only thing I just, is only when I say her name is when she's listening. No other time. Is
0: that so I don't Alexa? Have her
1: listening with it. What's that? Alexa? Uh, no, uh, Siri. Oh, Siri.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> there's been studies shown that they actually abuse that data, HH. They abuse it.
0: The data, you say?
1: Yeah, and they sell it to the highest bidder.
0: I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I mean, I know there's been debates about it. Um, well, there was I mean,
1: a big debate. They actually used the data. It helped somebody. It was in a it was in a, a murder case, but still, the permission was never granted to use that data. Yes, it helped, but what if that was another situation? A privacy issue. You don't even own your own data with the stupid ring camera.
0: Everybody has it one. It's stored
1: this. to the cloud. If you use their cloud, it becomes their data, and you agree to that.
0: Uh, well, you can. we can talk about that. I mean, we agree to a lot of things because because I don't think 99% of people do not read the fine print. And, uh, you know, I think we're, I'm guilty of it too. Uh, we all signed these little contracts, you know, where you enter the sites and accept all the stuff and terms and condition. How many of us have read in all the terms and conditions and the privacy You know, policies? you can
1: blow that terms and condition up. You can get that document electronically. and You can just blow the whole thing up and you could read the whole thing if you want.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, but but at the time where you actually agree you probably don't do that and so they're you're like everybody's like rapid stuff boom click i'm good i'm in you access the stuff that you want but you don't realize what you've signed up for and unfortunately that's uh that's and a like the complex.
1: cancellation policy oh yeah we're going to be auto charging you or something
0: oh there's right. plenty i mean that you you, you taking me back to the gym days where and some some still do that i mean when there was all contract and uh I remember back in the days you would go to a gym you sign for it and then it winds up it winds up to be actually a loan <laughs> people actually got liens you know and closings when they went to close like oh you owed money for a gym like i never got money from the gym no you did sign and apparently there was a loan involved in the process they paid and you owed and so uh, it, that's that's just you know buy or beware kind of thing right tour, and uh, you have to do your due diligence and read and stuff if you can't figure it out i mean i know it costs money to have a lawyer but um, it's important but um yeah man it's privacy is, is a big deal for everybody for corporations for individuals uh it's the topic of the hour i mean you 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 have to understand how your information is being used and uh utilize that out there i mean you know again uh we with uh, some large companies. I mean, they've been under the gun with the government and the uh, committees and questioning and things like that. And that's been the place, right? So but people are aware. I mean, at the end, we all consumers. It's one way or the other. And uh, we just have to, I guess, use our mind a little bit and use our you know, uh, um, common sense. But it doesn't always work. And by the way, these these rules apply. We talk mostly based on the US. But again, uh, this shows and everywhere in the world, uh, the rules don't always apply the same way in other parts of the world, it depends on the governments, the laws, and things like that. And in some parts could be easier than others. And um, it is just a fact. So people do your thing, do your own research, do your own uh, due diligence process, follow it.
1: I think, I think that's the problem with a lot of people, right? They don't quite understand uh, what they're getting involved with.
0: Well, listen, it's hard actually to understand all the stuff that's actually written there. I mean, it's not written in common language, as you know. It's too much legalese language, and uh, it's very difficult for a common pe- person to understand all of it and, and the different angles. I mean, it is meant to protect whoever writes it, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's not your it's not your benefit, but that's, that's up to you. I mean, you agree to a service, you agree to a service. That's it. You, you can always term based on whatever that termination policy is and that's it but um yeah so that's that so what else john well it is it is heart month right yeah so so from that point you know i mean i, I kind of wore a little uh, red shirt here just to to kind of celebrate as well i mean uh we all like our hearts to be pumping nicely <laughs> and uh don't stop and uh you know the fact of the matter is it is an important you know topic heart disease is big um you know diabetes you know and other things can contribute a lot of things but but the heart is a is an important part of our life i mean i think everybody's claimed you know pro- proclaimed, uh proclaimed that if the heart stops right it's a common uh, we see that all the time heart attacks blah blah blah. but we need to talk about heart health i mean um just just you're out there
1: your your the health heat? is so important your heart health clear or not, um, revolves around a lot of things. Uh, And so one important thing that I learned from a friend of mine, which you never would think, uh, HH, is important with your heart. Now we talk about breathing and non-smoking and most of us know all these things, right? That's common sense. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, people still smoke, but that's a whole other discussion for another day another universe. (laughs) The reason a lot of people have issues with their heart is because they get accustomed to drinking milk You might say, John, where the heck are you going with this? Like, are you even like on the planet? I am. The milk causes lipids to form and it causes blockage in your heart. Cut down those milk low levels and bam, you're in good shape.
0: Are you talking just milk or just any kind of daily? Well, we're talking about
1: milk first. Milk makes those numbers go pretty high.
0: Again, some people may 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 disagree. I mean, milk's been in existence for centuries. It's been well. You have yet.
1: to understand; it depends on your body. But milk will cause those levels to go very, very high. And so, one person was telling me, "Oh, he just cut his milk down, and he suddenly was fine."
0: I mean, again, I'm not going to debate it. There's just so many opinions about this nutrition world this, and diet. You know, It's kind of weird. And well, funny. The, the
1: reason I know this is because they were going for certain tests. And there's tests that you can te- take to know your levels. And when these tri-levels are very high, that comes from your milk. I never knew that before. Now, some people do not have to worry about that. But if you're drinking like tons and tons and tons of milk, what's going to happen is – it's going to be more than you can, handle. You know, so let's say your body is supposed to take so much sugar, right. Or so much salt and you take too much of it. How's the body going to get rid of it? Right. We all know that if we drink too many glasses of water, which we've done before, we're going to be in the restroom for a while, right? Because we're drinking more than our body.
0: Thank you for reminding me.
1: <laughs> Don't drink too much. Cause we need to stay on camera for a little while. Um, but <laughs> it's the truth, right?
0: It is. Well, listen, um, they, you know, this is, like, I've heard two sides of the story. I mean, talking to milk, I mean, we we, we, we could talk about the topic of the hour, eggs. I mean, <laughs> they're doubled in price. And uh, there was a point where, like, you cannot have regular eggs because it's bad for your cholesterol, bad for this. Now you have a whole new school of thought that's saying you should get your eggs, and that was all propaganda. So, so again, there's always two sides of the, the coin on every debate and every topic, and you do not know which side you have to side with, you got to be in the middle and do your own research and just figure out what's your best fit there. And I think that's, you know, being in the middle of the ground is always a good place to be. But right, it right, is right. tough.
1: But I think a lot of people don't quite get it. Like they don't get what's actually going on.
0: Well, I, I maybe, listen, we get live, right? We're we're part of live and we get busy with everything, everyday stuff. And what happens is uh, some people only listen to certain messages based on whatever, let's say if you select one, if you listen to this podcast and it's the only thing you listen, you're going to get information through us. It may not be the best you know, information for you, but you know, some people choose a different one. They get information from there. So the idea well, is the, that's a very
1: good point. HH is that, you know, people want to get information from multiple places. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And so you as the consumer, the business owner have to digest these different pieces of information, okay? And you have to make a decision that in the best interest for you, for your family, for your life. You're going to make that decision. People can impose upon you what they think, but at the end of the day, you're the one that's going to make that decision, ultimately. We always hear on the news, like this is wrong, that's wrong. But it's never enough to stop the world, but suddenly it gets on front page of the news. I'm like, how did that get on the front page of the news? Because people make it more serious than it really is. And I think when it comes to health and it comes to technology, everybody's like, oh, I gotta get this, I gotta get that because I wanna stay healthy. But then (laughs) they think just by wearing it or by using it once, or like, for example, my uh, my device that I have, which is my, um, my uh, uh, you know, my... Calorie Lumen. count? Yep. Yeah. Well, no, not calorie count. That's it, something different. This is my my uh, O2 counter. Counts oh, okay. uh, how many calories I'm bur- my burning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I just use it once in a blue moon, well, that's not going to help me. Now, if I know that that device is reporting wrong, it's not the writing of wrong. I'm wrong. Like, I'm not on track. Now, you can get off track. That happens. And I tell people not to be angry at yourself because you're off track. Don't be angry. Just realize that you can get back on track, but you have to make that choice to get back on track. Because everyone is going to fall off track. I mean everyone, all right? It's just how do you get back on track again? I mean, that, that, that's, the main, that's the main game. That's the end game. Make sense?
0: It does. And, and again, that that's talk. Uh, let's talk about that. I mean, sure. the importance of, of being on point, on target, and understanding that you are going to go through phases. The question is, how often do you veer out and how far do you go, and whether you can come back quickly and have measures in place? And that goes for your diet, goes for your health, goes for your uh, fitness level, for your. Work, you know, uh, life balance, many many things, relationships. I mean, it's all about how do you balance things and whether you you have the the systems in place to help you and guide you through the process. And I, I think we, you know, we've had you do multiple shows, I do multiple shows, different guests and different topics, and it kind of always kind of leans into the same idea that if you have a plan and you actually do the right thing and you follow a certain set of you know steps. There's got to be a good outcome and you have to set your goals. You have to have the vision. And there's there's that whole common denominator of perseverance, resilience, you know, and uh, consistency. I mean, these things happen across all the different walks of our lives. And it is, it, is, it is really, it's like they're common themes. We hear them all the time. You want your health to be in place? You know what to do. You want your physique to be in a better place? You know what to do you want a relationship <laughs> to be in a good shape you know what to do it's it's that, and and they all kind of align to the same concept you have to have these these pieces in place in order for you to get the success you want in business the same way you want to progress in your career path you have a business you need to you know consistent with your business and whatever plans that you have and and stick with it i mean if let's say you give up at the first element and is there going to be a tough time there's always going to be a tough time. There's always going to be a dumb place. you know, Well, I think
1: tough is tough is okay as long as we have the resilience and we have uh, the belief, yeah, we have belief but, uh-huh. that we can get through it. Um, I always say it doesn't matter what cards you're dealt, and I don't play cards, but it doesn't matter what cards you're dealt or some of you that are more literal, what situations come up in your life or what happens to you doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what matters is how you choose to respond to that situation because that will shape the outcome you might say well john i can't change people right but by you changing your perspective on it by you changing how you're going to react to something that's going to make the difference
0: attitude baby
1: attitude is everything right everybody said the first thing is showing up well attitude is like number one showing up is important too i probably say attitude's like 60 percent and 40 percent showing up because you have a bad attitude you could show up all day long you're <laughs> never gonna you're never gonna make a goal
0: it's again it started with that belief right and the, the the level of attitude you have about it and towards it and, and you know whether you're gonna just fold immediately where the first breeze yeah. and or you're gonna stand stand resilient and stand strong tough and then and, and just wade through it i mean that's it it's gonna go through everything tough times i mean you go uphill you, there's definitely a downhill coming up uh there's only so much high you know places you can go and then it's gonna crawl back and sometimes that's that bad that is nice but it takes some time to get there. And again, you know, we're it's, it's it's weird. We start the discussions and then just evolve in a different topic area. But at the end of the day, these are all things that are elemental to our lives. And I think we all can benefit from these reminders. I mean, just let's call them what they are. You know, probably listening and watching, this is not news to you or a new thing that you haven't heard before. But it helps to actually just, you know, get the perspective every now and then. I, I, a good example for me personally uh, my social media is all about positivity and all these reminders and, and memes and things.
1: I, mean, oh, I, I should. That. what a coincidence. I know, I know.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, that's what we're doing this. Double impact for a reason, right? <laughs> so, so you get it from both angles here. My way and, and, and John's way. But at the end of the day, uh, our way is just about getting a success. Our, our way is it.
1: really just trying to get people to wake up.
0: Time to evolve, baby. That's the motto.
1: <laughs> and, and I feel that in our way, your May, everybody's different way, you have to be open to how things come to you. And I used this on a show once before. If you're looking for your sitting other, your partner, what have you, and you're saying, I want to meet this person. But you're at a train station, you're at an airport, and that person walks by. No, can't be for me i'm not meeting that person in airport i'm not meeting them at a coffee shop so universe you can just forget about it because i'm not interested you can't choose where things are going to evolve to you've got to be open to them happening how they're going to evolve i'll give you a perfect example we're working on this chili cook-off in the beginning we had this little challenge Uh, without giving all the major details. But this lady um, that uh, was following me on my social media for a long time, and she met me. She's like, oh, my gosh, John, I can't believe I met you. And yada, yada. I was like, okay, great. And I helped this lady with something out of her car just to be nice. And she then says to me, oh, my gosh, you're doing that thing in the chili?" I said, yeah. I said, we need a venue. Oh, I'd be happy to be that venue for you. I said, yeah, but we don't have a lot of money. Oh, John, don't even worry about money. My, my parents have so much money. Don't even worry about money because, you know, we got you. We just want to help you out. Sounds good to me. Do we need to sign a contract? John, don't worry about it. We're good. We're good, buddy. You know, we're we're good. We are so good. That was December. January rolled around. And it changed. Late January. You, you got how many people you got coming we don't have our numbers yet. Oh, okay, because I need to get a count. I need to sign a contract. Well, I don't want to sign a contract until I have a count. Remember you told me that we're all good? No, I know, but I got to give the room away to somebody else because I got a big party coming. Well, why would you tell me that it's okay? Well, I never said it was okay. I told you what I was charging per head. Then she comes back and says to me, oh, John, it's going to be X per head. And we said what we were going to charge, and she was 5 or $10 more. I said, what happened? Oh, John, food price went up. I said, but you told me the price, and I marketed that price. Yeah, no, no. It, it, you know, it, it's uh, that's the price. You know, I mean, you, you got to tip my help. Well, what if we cut it down? Well, then you got to provide your own help. I said, are you serious? She's like, yeah. Um... And then she's being negative. She's like, well, nobody really wants to come. Mm-hmm. And nothing was going the right way. And then. We made a discovery. It was a place across the street, very casual bar. And we approached them. She canceled our event across the street, the lady, because she wanted like four or $5,000 for like a wedding venue deposit. (laughs) We hadn't sold them any tickets. But remember, she said, don't worry about money, HH. Don't worry about money. We got you. My parents have so much money. Don't worry about money we got you we just want to help you so this is why my article this week for the marketing company is going to be what and how to know about trust i think sometimes we all have the misnomer that we trust too early we trust too early because we're excited because we're anxious because somebody else brought us to the party and what do i mean by that is they refer to us like hey hh uh or this this is michael i want you to work with him even though you know me you still haven't put in a hundred percent trust in them. maybe a little trust but not more than 20 percent, because you got to see if that person is really as good as i said even though you know me you still got to do your own due, due diligence oh, and so geez. i think sometimes that person brings the person to the party and it's like oh well you know Bob, we didn't say that And that was how this was happening to me that everything was like changing because it was all about her and her venue. And I said, what about me? I mean, I'm being selfless here, not selfish. And it was all about her. And I think sometimes when somebody wants to help you, if it's something big, you got to get it in writing because Sure, you know I will say that some people have their heart in the right place, not honestly, but they have it in the right place. But then when they look at the financial commitment, or they look at the requirements, all the stuff that they're supposed to be thinking about, they don't think about it. Like, oh shoot! Or remember we said the price? Me, oh John, I never said that. I told you it was going to be this per person. That's not what our conversation was in December. Oh well, honey, you're mistaken. No, this is what you told me. I said you don't listen very well. I said when we had a conversation, you hear what you want to hear, don't you? Oh, I listen very well and I told you exactly what I was charging you. What day? Cuz you weren't listening when I was talking to you about the event. And I think this happens with a lot of people in life. Hh, they want to do the right thing, but then they get so flustered with everything around them that they don't know what the hell to do.
0: I, I think it's 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 a common effect for a lot of us. I mean, it happens to the best, right? We uh, we've talked about this before. People have good intentions for the most part, right? And they're always going to be open to an opportunity where there's an opportunity for them or for for other people as, as well. But then. Uh, remember there's that selfishness of called not, you know, me, number one, myself and I, me, myself and I, that kind of concept, right. The
1: the number one piece, mm
0: -hmm. it always gets down to that one. Right. And then that's where you get some people who are beyond that and they're willing to sacrifice, willing to, you know, to compromise, but not everybody is. And sometimes it comes down to that fine line. In this case didn't work out, but you're right. You, you, you captured the essence of it, which is a simple thing. You have an agreement, make sure it's in, you know, black and white, <laughs> you know, in front of your eyes, dotted, T's, crossed. I mean, the uh, and, and I T's, think when somebody eyes.
1: tries to help you, you believe that they're trying to help you. You believe they're trying to do the right thing. Well, you know what I'm saying? That,
0: that's a, we, this is a different type of belief, right? You know, uh, again, <laughs> yeah, right.
1: I, right. 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 <laughs> totally different kind of belief. Absolutely. A different type of belief.
0: <laughs> this is where, you know, you try to believe, but, but you know what? Uh, I think we've been around the block long enough to know that what you believe and what can happen in in some of these instances can be two different things. So, again, buyer beware. You know, caveat emptor. You know, it's uh, it's Latin for a reason. It's been around. We all we all make the mistake. By the way, I can I can claim I can state. You know, I've I've been in ventures in my life. I've lost money. I've been promised things. I didn't get the delivery of what I promised, and, 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 it, and, and it
1: didn't happen. I even had this happening with our show. We we're supposed to have a national chef. Okay, oh. I won't mention names of anyone. The person was supposed to get me the chef. Get me the chef. Get me the chef. And then uh, I asked him again, "Where's the chef?" Oh, we're working. I were working. I were working on it. Okay. The other day, I get an email back. Oh, John, we have the chef for you. Fantastic. What's his name? All the information. Uh. By the way, um, uh, we just need you to get him a first class round trip ticket, and we need you to get him a hotel room, for the two nights. I said what? A first class round trip ticket for him. Well, for him and his staff. Well, how many his staff? Well, you got two security people. You got him, and then you got two helpers. How much are yep. we talking? <laughs> so I've learned that when somebody does that to me, I don't get upset, I don't get angry. You know what I just do, HH? I don't ask that person again. And I realize that I can't believe that they're going to help me, even though they want to. They just have enough of their own life to deal with.
0: You know, John, it's funny. I'm listening to you. <laughs> and there's there's two things here that, that, that pop up right off. Okay. One is expectations, yeah, and, and two is assumptions. <laughs> so, so let's let's break that down. I mean, I think we all need to learn to set expectations for ourselves and for others, and and also be mindful that the expectations we set sometimes, if it's not in writing, that we might be surprised. And you know, let's not let's let's not assume. And I think that that takes me to the assumption piece, where I think assumptions and and uh, has has been for the most part, the problem for a lot of us in this world. And uh, we always assume that it's not going to happen or it happens to the others or it's going to be okay. And then, then when we face reality, we get, Ooh, ouch. That's not what I thought about. That's not what I thought it's going to happen. Well, that's because we assumed wrong and let's not assume let's keep it to the fact. And we know what assume
1: does makes a blank out of you and me. So we know the assumption is bad, but I think when somebody commits like if I say to somebody I'm going to do this for you the first thing I say wait a minute, I don't want to commit let me see if I can get this let me confirm first on my end that I can get this I'm not promising you understand I'm going to look into this I am not promising you I can do this and I am going to do my very best to try to do it and I'm going to let you know by the end of this week if I can do this but I'm not promising you anything no 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 no. i I get i get it i get it it. i'm just appreciative you're checking out see that's a difference between somebody says oh i got you like i need a chef oh we got you want a chef we got a chef for you don't tell me you have a chef for me if you don't even know if you can fill the bill
0: but but john that's that's a powerful piece because you know i think we all have that tendency to to want to like do something right. Right. Like you want a chef. I think I got this. Sometimes we do it with overconfidence and I think that's sometimes a problem. And yeah. sometimes they do it with a good intent. Like, you know, I really want to do this, but then do you really know the facts? If you ask a chef, are they going to just be like, Hey, I want to show up. You know, there's no cost. So I'm going to show up with no. St-
1: well, I if- told them get me somebody in New York. That's probably visiting their parents in New- or somebody that's going to come up here. That's going to visit their parents. Don't get me somebody from Las Vegas.
0: You got the best, man.
1: (laughs) Get me a chef. that's either going to come up here, has family in New York or something like that. And, you know, but I think the other thing is, and this kind of gets a little personal, but, you know, we talk about that. But the other thing is, is the gentleman getting married and the gentleman getting married. And, you know, the whole thing about, you know, there's no commitment and all this thing. And then there is commitment. The whole thing is if the other person wants the baby and the other person is not ready to fulfill that prescription, Well, then you got to make a decision about whether you're staying there or not, because you're going to get manipulated to fill that prescription if you really don't want to, because you have some feelings for the person. So I think that's another thing that people do. They, they, oh, I'll just do it. And like, oh, shoot, I should never done that. And so (laughs) we have to be mindful. And I use this thing of fill a prescription loosely that... When, you know, say, oh, well, she wants a baby. It's no problem. Just get her a baby. But are you willing to do that? Are you ready and willing to do that? Or are you just like, well, it's no big deal. Well, it's no big deal. But do you realize what the implications are after that? And I've talked to my people that are like, oh, well, John, it's only one night. I get it. (laughs) But do you know everything that happens after that moment? all the time you're going to be on board, all the coaching, all the this, all the that, all the running, the this, that's when it all starts. See, that one night is basically um, the service, but then you have to pay for that service. So you get the bill. As soon as the baby's born, you get the bill.
0: Hefty one too.
1: Yeah, you get a hefty (laughs) one. And not not just a financial bill, you get a lot of other bills. So I think if somebody's not emotionally ready, I'm talking to gentlemen here, uh emotionally ready for that baby and it puts oh and we gotta have the baby. Well, I need a little more time. And then it comes down to, well, if I don't get the baby this week, now they put pressure you say, well, if we don't get the baby this week, what? Well, you know, you just better give me the baby this week. Well, if it doesn't happen, then maybe I should just say goodbye. Oh no, 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 you can't do that. Yeah, I can. If you're trying to force me to give you a baby when I'm not ready and you're going to try to manipulate me, I think we should just say goodbye and wish ourselves well and let us find other good people in our lives. And I know that's going to open some people's eyes because I call that manipulation of being wrapped around the finger. But don't get wrapped around the finger unless you really want to be wrapped around the finger. That's where I'm going with that. But when you said expectations, the expectation is it's only going to be this. But what's going to be the next expectation? So, yes, you're my client. What's my next expectation? Or, yes, you signed up for my services, but what's the next expectation? You're going to do what I ask. You're going to pay the bills on time. You're going to be polite. You're going to be courteous. You're going to follow the instructions we give you. If you're not willing to do those things, then I'm not willing to fulfill the prescription to be your provider. Oh, well, that's kind of harsh, John. It's kind of harsh, but I'd rather not waste my time with you if you're going to be someone that's going to dick me around. Because you don't know what you're getting involved with. That's why we're having this conversation now. That's why we're not rushing you. We're trying to make sure that you understand what you're signing up for. I need a drink. No, you don't need a drink. You need to figure out the financial commitment, the time commitment, and you need to make sure that you and your staff are all in. Because if you're not all in, I wouldn't spend the money with us. Ooh. I thought we were just going out for burgers.
0: <laughs> well, but but again, John, you know, I know we're, we're just about the top the out here, but but the idea is let's be clear. I mean, this is for everybody that's listening and watching. We we all go through these things and and you 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 went a little personal level there, but whether it's personal relationship, whether business, whether uh, uh enterprises you know and things that we get involved with whether it's you know just partners with other friends and, mm-hmm, and family mm-hmm, members mm-hmm. doesn't matter on trips we do this all the time and you Abs- know, absolutely it's, ask the questions what am i what's for me and what's what's for, what, you? What, for you that's it and then let's be clear about it and then set some timelines and, and and real tangible stuff that you agree on and that's it and then you deliver these are deliverables if i deliver xyz if you don't blah 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 and then there's different you know uh, outcomes of of failure to actually deliver and you're clear about that and then there's no assumptions in the in the game there's no like may i should have i thought this i thought that there's no thinking and i think when we start thinking this way you, again you, you
1: I, got there well, the thinking is the problem we have to think
0: yeah, but I'm saying when we think that it's just, it just going to be hanging in the air and maybe miraculously something is going to come out of it, that's when we're wrong. You know, think properly, do it correctly, and then don't worry about the rest. You do it ad hoc and you just skip it in the air and, and expect that an outcome is going to be just like peachy. It's not always guaranteed, and that's the problem. And we all fall in this trap. And, you know, everybody watching, listening, if you're – you can probably relate to one of those instances that happened to you in life. It doesn't matter – how old you are, doesn't matter what part of the world you're in, doesn't matter what you believe in, uh, what you do. This is something you probably encountered. And and, and the best way to deal with it is kind of like be ahead of the game and just set those systems in place and have a rule. I'm talking to John. We have expectations. Here's what we need to do. Here's what I can do and we can't do. And that's it. And then that's about it. So he is clear. I'm clear. We're good. Done. And And that's how true partnerships do develop and you get good results. Because there is there's both again, as we say in, in, in the legal terms, arms arm's length transactions which both pull into our best you know interest here, right? And that's the exact thing here. If we do it right, we shouldn't have a problem. And we get into the mix without any issues. The minute we have some discrepancy in the ideology or the expectation, we got problems. <laughs> issues.
1: And, and, um, and, I, and I think I think you bring a lot to, to point there because people expect things but then they don't understand what it is that they're doing and i don't think that's a bad thing it's just i think it's i think it's a good lesson that people need to learn you know what i mean mm-hmm. Well, that, again,
0: for someone who's been around, you probably has you, know, you probably have uh, you know been there, done that. For someone who is still learning their life cycle and then new new, new in, and the new age, whatever, like my kids, for example, mm-hmm. they, they're they're meant to learn some of these things in their life. But the idea the sooner you you get into this lesson mode and get out of the way and or establish your parameters, you will probably prevent some heartache in in the long term. And that's it. I mean, it doesn't have to be too much hurt and too much loss in, in the future. But let me tell you this fact is no matter how good you are, sometimes no matter how smart you think you are, Mm -hmm. you always find yourself in a pickle situation that you probably didn't expect for whatever reason or the other. Sometimes we kind of let loose a little bit. We kind of just pay no mind or just get little, you know, Wiggly with it. I mean, we don't we don't keep that maintain that strength of of that firm attitude about this is exactly what I want to do. It's gonna happen every time. I'm gonna meet somebody, uh, a new body, a new person, new this, new that, and this is exactly what I'm gonna expect. And we're gonna set mine and theirs, and then we're gonna term you know based on those conditions. But we all make that mistake where we loosen up and we wing things sometimes, and that's exactly where we make the mistake. Again accountability starts here. So I, I know I've made some mistakes, John, I think you've made some, man. Sure,
1: We've all made them. And I think, as I said before, this is one of my, one of my things that I released this weekend on, on John C. Morley zero entrepreneur uh, that, you know, if we don't make mistakes and I'll use this quick analogy, cause I don't have time to go through the whole thing right now, but we will definitely cover it next show is that if we don't make mistakes in life, we're never going to learn from them. And I always thought when I was younger that I had to be perfect all the time. I learned that's not the way you need to be. You need to make mistakes and then not don't make them again.
0: Well, I, I think I was watching uh, Simon Sinek or somebody out there and uh, recently, and 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 they, they 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 stated clearly failure is part of success and uh, and, yes, and yes, yes, yes. It, it it is it is those mistakes we make are the success pieces that we we learn from and become, and so so again. Don't, don't hesitate. It's going to happen. Try to minimize. Yep. And also the damage yep. that can happen. You have to be aware of what that looks like because sometimes it could be that de- devastating. So what that level is, and you have to be willing also to accept that no matter what happens, you're going to get stronger and you're going to move on and you're going to just, like in your case, I mean, hey, venue closed, your venue opened, right? That's it. it you have to have contingency plans. So there's other systems. But we have didn't to, uh, have
1: that in the beginning. That's it right. It just kind of happened. And you know the chances of the venue being right across the street?
0: Well, that must suck. (laughs) I mean, the irony of the thing. (laughs) That's a whole different story.
1: And the venue has its own private party room outdoors, which has a tent, and they heat to 85 degrees.
0: Sweet, sweet. Hey, listen, Dave. But it works out. But that's the other thing. I mean, again, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We hear that expression all the time. Always know that no matter what, dark it gets, after the storm, there's going to be sunshine, right? And and you, at the last moment, at the tip of the hour, that you know where where it's like that's it, the end is near. Something happens, not a miracle, but it happens. And and if you believe again, believe and achieve, you believe in 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 that kind of attitude, you will see these things. And by the way, always have a contingency plan. That's the other part. You don't have to wait till the last minute. I mean, in this case, you were relying John on on, on this, but. I, when it got closer, you figured Absolutely. it out and you found something else. So you did your due diligence, you know, and eventually you were ahead of the game once the two colors came up. Right. <laughs> you know, but yeah, but that's yeah, the thing. Like, yeah. give yourselves time.
1: You, you got you, you got to give yourself time. That, yeah. That's the bottom line. And you that's have to it. realize that the way you meant it to work might not be the way it works. And that's OK. It's totally OK.
0: Yeah, listen we've we've seen in the pandemic people actually moving from venues to venues and like when everything changed you know and the lockdown happened and people started scrambling for you know wedding you know holes or catering holes or whatever you know there's a lot of people that had to compromise to shift to change from one area to the other we've compromised at work we've compromised at school, we've compromised in a lot of areas where we had to adapt lives right well that's actually the same thing every day we can adapt we need to be able to adapt to circumstances day in day out i mean listen today an ex- a bad example but but it is reality uh the 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 turkey um earthquake people lived their life happy yesterday and then today it's devastated right it is that kind of thing life can be you know crazy over a split second uh, and the question is you know you have to deal whatever the circumstances are today in front of you. You're going to deal with them good or bad. Otherwise, you're going to have to live with them. If, you know, that's meant to be, you're going to make a move and do something about it. That's it. But you have to be prepared for those, those moments uh, that's, and they're that's, going to that's, happen.
1: That's, basic, that's basically your bottom line. Yep. We are at the top of our hour, HH. I don't know where it went. I don't know where the hour went.
0: We had some fun.
1: We had some. Actually, problems.
0: we've covered a lot of grounds. I don't know. We start with microwaves. We wind up with <laughs> with with expectations and assumptions. But that's exactly what you get in this show. You never know what you're gonna get. We don't actually have. You you, an outline. you get
1: you get what do they call that? You get a crock pot of uh, information. It yeah. all goes into one stomach, but it affects different parts of the body. So if you take one thing, oh wow, I just had that and just realized, huh, my sore throat went away. I had that and I had better hearing because certain things just go to where they need to go, but you consume them all at one time.
0: And uh, listen, you listen to all the double impacts and you put them together, you're going to get a few things that will apply in life that would actually help you guaranteed. And uh, maybe not today, maybe a future, you never know. Uh, But that's all. And, And if not, at least you get entertained so you got two you know crazies you know in front of you right now like whoo going nuts but but really you know we have good heart here and we want people to eventually get something out of the discussions we have and again Absolutely. folks join us man you know we we expect you guys to chat with us and just just get in the mix you have opinions bring them on uh this is not about us really and and we're not about always you. right exactly we're not right we we're just talking and uh we're mixing up john and i we literally don't
1: rehearse this we go on and we don't rehearse we at move. all we, rehe- we rehearse absolutely nothing
0: yeah it's you know maybe sometimes we decide on a topic and then we go from there but then the topic shifts over the hour plenty so again that's what this show is about the structure of the show is different i mean if you watch john's content on his platform and his shows they're very structured he's got a mission he's got an agenda for all his stuff if you watch my other shows we have here we just
1: stuff. you have a mission too here we just kind of go wherever we need to go
0: Yep. And uh, it's we're the only action.
1: show like this. We literally give you a smorgasbord of things.
0: Speaking of which, John, how is the radio going for our audiences here They can join you and listen so, to you? So
1: yes, yeah, so uh W D D L Q, uh what is it? Uh Transform you. the the, the um, I always I always forget I always forget our core letters. Uh Transform U. So yeah, so it's it's actually um W T L B D B. I'm on every Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 5.30 a.m. Chicago time to 6 a.m. And Tuesday and Thursdays from 3.30 p.m. Chicago time to 4.30. And starting on Valentine's Day, guys, I have a brand new show, something I've always been dreaming about. I'm going to have my own show in New Jersey, in New York, on WTVQ and WGHT radio. Inspirations for your life, the hour with John to improve your life.
0: So I wanted to do the applause, but I missed it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I tried to do that one with the wrong button. <laughs> all right, all right. So you got to have some fun. But hey, congratulations, man. I'm, I'm happy you. for you, man. This is a big
1: deal. And Now, uh, now we need to get some sponsors, HH. They got to see that I'm making an impact.
0: You are making an impact. By the way, that's the thing. You are making an impact day in, day out. Your work is out there. You're doing a good thing.
1: But you got to hit the numbers before they appreciate you. I don't do it for the pat on the back, but they don't really appreciate you. You don't get brought on Oprah. You don't get brought on Good Morning America until you hit the big numbers.
0: Well, you get brought up on my network, your yeah, network, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, good yeah. enough for us. On now. Yeah, listen, yes. And we're reaching
1: we, lots, of people, lots it's a, of people.
0: Listen, slowly but surely, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. We'll get there. Take it easy. Take it easy.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, All right everyone.
1: I am John Seymourly, lee serial entrepreneur. I'm with my wonderful co host, Hurricane and Age. And together we make up double <laughs> impact. Double impact. <laughs> All
0: right, that's it. That's it. All right, folks. All right, have a good one.
1: Be well, everyone. Watch those replays as much as you want because there's so much content in here. Like, what must that micro invented? you going to have to rewatch it and find out.
0: Mm-hmm. Or Google. <laughs> We want you to watch the show. We want you to watch the
1: show. We want you to tell your friends to watch the show.
0: Uh, uh, Here's the thing. If you don't care so much, just laugh at us. That's okay, too. You just watch the show no matter what. (laughs) All right. It's entertaining. Take care,
1: everyone. Be well. We'll see you soon. Bye.